Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. We're glad you came into the house of the Lord today. Amen. There's so many places that we could be this morning, so many directions that we could have went, so many ways, amen, that we could have gone. But we're here today because the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am thankful today, amen, that he is our compass. He is our lead. He is our guide this morning to show us the way, to give us direction, amen. He said, no man shall enter into heaven except by me. And I am thankful today that we know the way. We know the truth. And he is the life this morning. Amen. Let's come together and worship him today. Let's magnify him. Let's lift him up and exalt him this morning.
Did you come to church today to war? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We war by praising his holy name. This is how we fight our battles, by praise, by worship, by running, by leaping, by dancing, by rejoicing, by leaping for joy. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. I'm on the battlefield fighting for
receive all of the praise, all of the honor, all of the glory, all of the blessing. We want to welcome everybody here to Higher Praise Tabernacle. Thank you so much for waking up with Higher Praise on your mind. To all of our guests, we thank you so much. It's good to have Brother and Sister Jones with us here today. Hallelujah. And it's just good to see the faithful ones here today. Good to see all of you. Aren't you excited to be in church? We've got just a few quick announcements before we get into prayer. Remember, everybody remember that Evangelist Sylvester Narlock will be here beginning Wednesday evening. And he will also be here Sunday. So y'all come prepared for a moving of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in regards to the ladies' retreat, if you would, turn in your money in your form to Sister Morell no later than March 21st. And we have a gift basket in the Welcome Center. It's for Sister Stephanie George. She's going she's gonna to be down for a little while, and so we want to send her some encouragement her way. And y'all ladies know how you do it, you know, what you put in and, and all of that. And so just be mindful of that. Let that be a heartfelt thing that you do. 
For those young people and people in general who are interested in going to Peak this year, it's going to be July 21st through the 23rd in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And there will be a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. And so remember all of that. And uh, praise God. We want to go to God in prayer. Hallelujah. I was, I remembered this morning, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor, but I believe it was Zachariah that stood in the, in the tabernacle, in the temple there, and he was standing there at the altar of incense when the angel came to speak to him about his son. And I just feel like that we are standing right there in that midst of worship and the praise sent up. And, and I believe that there is nothing impossible with God. And I believe that because we've sent up the fragrant fragrance of our worship and praise, that he is attuned to us and he will answer our prayer. And so there's those that we mentioned. We continue to pray for those. Sister Samantha and her family, Sister Stephanie. There's a multitude of needs on the screen, and so why don't we just... Sister Weber's going to be having surgery the 22nd of this month. We need to pray for her, and also Brother Bill Burgess. Both of these people are having back surgery. Sister Weber's having back surgery the 22nd. Brother Bill Burgess back there is having surgery Tuesday on his back. So let's pray for these folks. So let's take these needs before the Lord. And remember, we've got those on the screen. So let's raise our hands. Let's lift our voices. Precious God, we bless you. And of course, if you have any need and you want the ministry to lay hands on you, please come down and we'll lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith. Hallelujah. My God, in the powerful name of Jesus, we come before your throne, God. We come boldly before your throne. Yet. Humbly, God, in the fact that you are so wonderful to us. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we bless you, we thank you, and we magnify you. Lord, we know that you're, you're, you're an awesome God. There's nothing impossible with you, Jesus. And so we lift these needs up, up unto you, God. Lord, we pray unto you because you are the one that can take care of all of these needs. There's nothing impossible with you, God. It doesn't matter what anybody says, God. You have the final say. You said it, God. I believe it, God, and that settles it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask, God, that you'd touch Sister Weber, God, that you would help her, God, and that you would strengthen her through her surgery, God, in the name of Jesus. God, touch Bill Burgess, God. In the name of Jesus, as he goes for surgery, God, we pray that it would both would go so smoothly, God, that it would be a testimony, a divine intervention, oh God, that it was given, Lord. Baffle the minds of the doctors, God. Baffle the, the, the efforts of the surgeons in the powerful name of Jesus. We ask and pray, Jesus, for all of those who have called in for prayer, God, we ask that you would touch them that you would help them, that you would heal them, that you would strengthen them. Touch them financially in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let's raise our hands. Let's cry out to him in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Come on. Touch him. Touch him in Jesus' name.
he is doing in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. He's touching folks. He's healing folks. He's helping folks. Hallelujah. He's renewing folks in the Holy Ghost. Restoring folks here this morning in the house of God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God he is. Praise God. What difference does it make, amen, at what point in the service somebody comes to the altar? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. After the first song or the last song or the sermon or before the sermon, amen, it's preached. What difference does it make when they come to the altar? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What's important is that we meet them there. Hallelujah. Amen. We meet them there in the altar and pray with them. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Lift your hand to God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, meet with these people. Touch these folks here today, God. God, uh, hallelujah, God, hallelujah. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you are physically. What matters is the condition of your heart. Amen. And when you get your heart right with God, hallelujah, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God can move for you in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that little young man right there got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah. How, how old is he? Five, six years old. Got the Holy Ghost this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks over here got renewed in the Holy Ghost. I'm sure folks over there got renewed in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say times of refreshing. Times of refreshing, times of refreshing. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah. Young and old alike. Young and old alike. Bond and free alike. Male and female all alike. God's pouring out his spirit. Hallelujah. In these last days. Amen. I'm just glad to be in a church that, amen, where God is pouring out His Spirit. Praise God. Where God is moving in a mighty way. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Lord. Amen. These folks can just keep on praying if they'd like. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we need to dismiss our Sunday school classes into Sunday school this morning. So if teachers, if you would, go ahead and take your Sunday school classes. Let these folks just keep right on rejoicing here this morning. Hallelujah. In the Lord. And let them just keep right on. Amen. Seeking the face of God. and Hallelujah. And uh, reaching out to God here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be in church on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to Wednesday night. Brother Narlock coming. Next Sunday, Brother Narlock coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. To preach for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So teachers, take your Sunday school classes this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, what a mighty God he is. No respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. It don't matter if you're poorer than a church mouse. Amen. Or a multimillionaire this morning. God is no respecter of persons. It ain't, it ain't about how much money you got in the bank, how much goods you have, and how much, amen, wealth you have. Praise God. It's the condition of the heart that matters. Praise God. We're so glad again, Brother Clint's already mentioned our visitors. 
Amen. Let's give our visitors another hand clap of appreciation for being here with us today. Thank you for getting up this morning with coming to Higher Praise Tabernacle on your mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. Praise God. And uh, I know some of you have been standing the entire service. Hallelujah. <laughs> you stood through the congregational singing. You stood through the choir singing. You stood while we prayed for those that came and prayed this morning. And now you're standing again. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, and let you be seated. But then I'm going to go ahead and read through verse 4. I'm going to be kind to you this morning. The words of Agur. The son of Jacob, even the prophecy. The man spake unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ucal. You can be seated this morning, praise God. I'm going to read on down. This is the words of Agur. Surely I am more brutish than any man, and have not the understanding of a man, I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who hath ascended up into the heavens or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in the garment, in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name if thou canst tell? We're going to read some more verses out of this chapter, amen, this morning. But Proverbs chapter 30, amen, begins with a mystery. Hallelujah. So, you know, and I, I just told them to title this message, The Mystery, praise God. Hallelujah, or A Mystery, praise God. But I want to add to that title, A Mystery. Proverbs starts with a mystery that we may not ever understand. Praise God. Hallelujah. We may not ever understand this mystery. Praise God. I don't know. Amen. If when we get to heaven, God's going to sit down and explain this mystery to us. If he does, that's great. Hallelujah. But once we make it to heaven, I don't know if it will matter or not. Amen. Who wrote the words of Proverbs chapter 30? Praise God. But Proverbs 30 starts with a mystery. Praise God. Hallelujah. What we're going to look at today is, is a prophecy, amen, given by a man who confesses Amen. Confesses to be brutish. Amen. The word brutish means foolish. So Agur is saying unto those friends of his, I am a brutish man. I'm foolish. I am irrational. Amen. And also the word brutish means stupid. Now look it up for yourself. Amen. It means stupid. So Agar, hallelujah. Amen. He said, I'm a man that has no understanding. Amen. I'm an ignorant man. Hallelujah. I have no understanding of God or the holy things of God. I don't know who hath ascended, who hath descended. I don't know the name of God. I don't know the name of the Son of God or the Son or His Son. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oddly enough, amen, that's not the mystery. Amen. Hallelujah. The mystery is who is this man? Hallelujah. We can read His words. 
We can read his declaration, and I'm an ignorant man. I'm a stupid man. I'm a foolish man. I, you know, I'm not a well-educated man. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't understand God. I'm not standing up here claiming that I understand God or, amen, I know his name or even I know his, the, the name of his son. Praise God. The mystery is who is this man? Hallelujah. If you look up Agur, amen, in strong concordance, it will take you to number 94, and it says Agur. Wow. That's what we want to look up, right? We want to look up Agur. Who is Agur? Hallelujah. Amen. Agur, if you look it up, amen, number 94 in your Strong's Concordance, it says a, a fanciful name for Solomon. A fanciful name for Solomon. And then it says Agar spoke, amen, to the words of Agar, the son of the son of Jacob. Okay, so now the experts are telling us that Agar is a mysterious name or a fanciful name for Solomon. And then it says that Agar is the son of Jacob. Well, you look up Jacob in Strong's Concordance, number thirty-three forty-eight. Hallelujah! It says, "Amen." That Jacob is a symbolic name for Solomon. So we got a fanciful name for Solomon. Then we got a symbolic name for Solomon. Hallelujah. Amen. So, amen. If we got these two symbolic, mysterious names in this verse of Scripture, then who is Ithiel? You look it up. Ithiel is a symbolic person. Well, amen. Well, who is UCAL? Well, it's not talking about the University of California here. Hallelujah, you look up UCAL, amen, and it simply says a fanciful name. It kind of reminds me of a song, amen, that Ray Stevens used to sing years ago, I am my own grandpa. If you have never heard it, you need to go hear it. Hallelujah, amen. The guy goes through a, amen, a family situation that is possible, amen, for someone to go through, amen. He ends up being his own grandpa, praise God. Hallelujah, to add to the mystery, if Agar is not Agar, then we have a ghost writer here. If Agar represents Solomon, amen, then Solomon is a ghost writer. Hallelujah, a ghostwriter is someone who writes and gives credit to another. Hallelujah, amen. So do we have a ghostwriter here? <laughs> or do we actually have an Old Testament parable? Is it a ghostwriter? Is it a mysterious Old Testament parable? Amen. A parable is a simple story to illustrate a spiritual lesson. Praise God. A simple story that illustrates a spiritual lesson. So do we have a ghost writer? Is Agar actually Solomon? Praise God. Hallelujah. Is Japheth, amen, his father actually Solomon? How could that be? Amen. How could Japheth, amen, or whatever the next guy, Japheth, I can't see it. I got my glasses on. Jacob, amen, be Solomon, and Agar both be Solomon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let me say this. I don't believe that this is a simple story. 
Amen. So I don't believe that it is an Old Testament parable. Praise God. I do believe it is a story that has a biblical lesson for us to learn today. Amen. And just because the experts, amen, cannot identify who the author really is, amen, or who his friends really are, Amen. That doesn't mean they have no right to give credit to someone whom they cannot identify. So the experts have read about Agar. They can't identify Agar. Amen. So they say it was Solomon. They can't identify, amen, Jacob. So they, that's a fanciful name for Solomon also as well. Amen. These other two friends, they're just fanciful names for people that we don't know, Right? Amen. But just because the experts, experts cannot agree, amen, on who the author is, amen, it does not give them the right, amen, to give credit to someone who they cannot identify. Here's my take on this. It's in the Bible, so it's got to be true. <laughs> amen. It's in the Word of God. Amen. So I'm just going to say, Agur is Hagar, and Jacob is Jacob. Come on now. Hallelujah. And Ithiel is Ithiel. Amen. And Ucal is Ucal. That's what I'm going to say. Hallelujah. They're, they're all individuals. Hallelujah. I don't think this is a parable. I don't think we have a ghost writer here. I just think the experts cannot agree, amen, who these people are. Hallelujah. Amen. So, amen, that's my take on it, praise God. It's in the Bible, so it's got to be true. Amen. And the prophecy, amen, that Agur sets forth here in uh, Proverbs chapter 30, hallelujah, is certainly a true prophet. Amen. The prophecy begins in verse 11. There is a generation that curseth their father and doeth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives, amen, to devour the poor from off of the earth and the needy from among men. The horse leech had two daughters crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied, yea, four things say not, it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith not, it is enough. And then verse 17, uh, 17, the eye that mocketh his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, amen, the, the, the prophecy of this future generation that Agar, amen, has set forth here, hallelujah, amen, came from God. Praise God. If it didn't come from God, it wouldn't be in the Word of God, right? Hallelujah. So the prophecy is about a mindset, amen, of a certain generation to come. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Agar, Agar's confession of being a simpleton, amen, may be his way of letting us know, amen, that he wasn't smart enough or wise enough, amen, to produce this prophecy all by himself. This prophecy didn't come from me, Agar is saying. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not smart enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not, amen, I'm not literate enough to come up with a prophecy like this. Hallelujah. Amen. There is, amen, the prophecy includes this. Amen. There is an ungrateful generation coming. There is an evil generation coming. There is a self-righteous generation coming. There is a self-exalted generation coming. There is a destructive, murderous generation coming. And there is an unsatisfied generation coming. Hallelujah. And last but not least, there is a disrespectful generation coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, amen. This, amen. That, that, that this generation that Agar is, Agar is prophesying about, hallelujah, is a generation of change. A generation of change. Amen. The generation that sees light as darkness. The generation that sees darkness as light. Holy as unholy and unholy as holy. Praise God. Hallelujah to amen. A generation that sees righteousness as unrighteousness and unrighteousness as righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. We're talking about Agar prophesied, amen, about a generation of change. Hallelujah. When everything, amen, that's on the bottom comes to the top. Hallelujah. Everything that is hid in the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. All of a sudden comes to the top. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is said that there are that that a lake, if you own a lake, amen, that that lake will go through a change periodically. Amen. And that everything that's on the bottom of the lake will come to the top of the lake. Amen. I think that we, amen, we have a little lake that just recently went through that. Amen. We, we went down there and looked at the lake one day, and it was clear, and it was pretty, and everything looked fine and dandy. We went down there the next day, and it looked like, my God, amen, somebody had dumped all kind of garbage in the, in the lake. Not literal garbage, but, amen, there was muck and mire and all kind of stuff floating all over the top of the lake. Hallelujah. That lake went through a change. Everything that was on the bottom of the lake floated to the top of the lake. Amen. Lakes go through a change like that. Amen. But generations change. And every ugly, murky, foul-looking thing that's on the bottom, hallelujah, amen, will float to the top. Hallelujah, so that we can see it, so that we can do something about it, so that we can get rid of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Or that's the purpose of it anyway. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, this is a generation of change. Amen. Jude, Jude describes this mindset in Jude verse 4. Praise God. Jude verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see if I can get it. I think I have become too dependent on the screen. Jude verse 4 says, For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained in, uh, to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So ungodly men are bringing about a change, praise God, in this generation. Praise God. Verse 11, reading down, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. 
and ran greedily after the arrow of Balaam for reward, and perisheth in the gainsaying of Corey. These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds, amen, they are without water, cared about with winds. Trees whose fruit is withered, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars to whom the reserved, uh, whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also so the seventh of Adam prophesied of these all the way back to Enoch. Enoch prophesied of this generation saying, Behold, the Lord cometh when 10,000 of his saints, hallelujah, to execute judgment upon all and convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which, amen, ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Praise God. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who would walk after their own ungodly flesh. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not, amen, the Spirit. So Enoch even prophesied of this changing, amen, generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. Chuck Schumer, uh, yeah, I know I'm on uh, live, uh, you know, cast here. <laughs> amen. You can just call Chuck Schumer and say to him, I, tell him I said this, okay? Chuck Schumer said something about, amen, uh, amen, when the Democrats get control of the House and the Senate, they are going to fundamentally change America. Hallelujah. Yeah, Chuck Schumer said it. Amen. When they get control of the House and the Senate, amen, they're going to fundamentally change America. Amen. They are right now today rapidly moving in that direction. Hallelujah. Amen. Why would they want to change America? Praise God. Amen. When America is founded on Judean Christian principles, amen, that was found, amen, and declared from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Our forefathers, amen, hallelujah, founded this nation, amen, on the principles, amen, that they found in the Word of God. That's why this nation has stood as long as it has, praise God. Hallelujah. But we are facing a generation, amen, that hates the Word of God. Amen. They hate the Word of God. Hallelujah, and they're going to do everything within their power to move us off of the foundation as a nation. Amen, they're going to do everything within their power. Amen, to change as many laws as they can. Amen, to move us off of that fundamental foundation. Amen, that we know is the Word of God today. Rapidly trying to get us off of that foundation. Agar, amen, may have been a simpleton. But man... His prophecy gets clearer every day. Amen. The prophecy, hallelujah, he gave concerning a certain generation was indeed on target for our generation. Ungrateful, evil. I could take time to preach on all these things. I don't have time this morning. Ungrateful, evil, self-righteous, self-exalted, destructive, murderous, unsatisfied, disrespectful, praise God, hallelujah, amen. That's the words, that, that's the prophecy of Agar. 
Hallelujah. He may have been a simpleton, but man, amen, his, his prophecy was dead on target. Hallelujah. Amen. It is generally, generally the high-minded folks among us, amen, that gets to say what is acceptable or not acceptable in society. Amen. The common man and woman like, like we are here. Amen. We don't, we, don't get a, we don't have a lot to say about what's acceptable in society or not. Amen. We may have everything to say about, amen, what's acceptable in the house of God or not. Amen. But as far as society, as far as the world, we don't have a lot to say. Amen. About what is acceptable and not acceptable out there. Praise God. It's the higher educated folks, amen, who generally totally disregard God's word. Now, I appreciate the fact that I came across this verse of scripture that I'm going to read to you in just a minute. Hallelujah. It, it, just, it just amazes me how clear, hallelujah, it is. Amen. God's word is the only route that connects men to a holy God. Amen. God's word is the only route that connects us with holiness. Holiness. Hallelujah. Amen. And that commandment that says in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, amen, that tells us, he tells us in 1 Peter 1 and 16, he said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now we are challenged by the scripture to be holy. Amen. To be dedicated, to be separated. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, separated unto God, right? Hallelujah. So we're challenged with. Amen. A declaration of the Word of God, be ye holy for I am holy. Praise God. Amen. But those people out there, they know something that we don't know. Or, nah, I'm not going to say that. They know something that we don't think about often. How about that? Hallelujah. It's not that we don't know it. We just don't, we just don't sometimes connect the dots. In Haggai chapter 2, verse 11 through 13, it says this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priest concerning the law, saying, listen to this. If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt, amen, do touch bread or pottage or wine or oil or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said unto him, No. Notice the next verse of Scripture. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, any of the things, same thing that previous Scripture just mentioned, amen, if there's somebody that's unclean by a dead body, if they touch any of these things, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Ah. Uh. Now, you know what those two scriptures mean to me? Hallelujah. And you know what they should mean to you? Holiness is not contagious. If the man had holy flesh in his garment, amen, and he were to touch something else along his journey, does that, amen, holy flesh inside his garment make that holy? Amen. The answer was no. Hallelujah, which means holiness is not contagious. 
Hallelujah. Amen. But if they are unclean by touching a dead body, amen, amen, if they are unclean by touching a dead body, and then they touch any of those other things, does that make those things unclean? He said, yes. Hallelujah. So holiness is not contagious, but unholiness is contagious. Now, let me say this. That's what the world knows that we don't think about often. Amen. They know that holiness, amen, is not contagious, but unholiness is contagious. Uh, amen. They're, that's why they're trying to get, amen, all of these various laws passed. And, amen. These actions going on, hallelujah, that are unholy, amen, because they know that once they get an unholy law in process, every law that it touches after that is going to be unholy. Hallelujah. Every statute, amen, every Supreme Court decision, amen, that moves in an unholy direction, everything that it touches after that, amen, is going, unhol, unholiness is, amen, is contagious. Hallelujah. Amen. The more they can touch with their ungodly, unholy laws and amendments, the, un, the more unholy this nation is going to get. Now, amen, that didn't seem to excite you, amen, but it excites me to know, hallelujah, that holiness has to be taught. That's why we're in the house of God. Holiness is something that we learn. Holiness is something that we are taught in the house of God, amen, but unholiness is like a, it's like a plague. Hallelujah, we've, we've all been, amen, we've all been caught up, amen, for the past, amen, year now, hallelujah, on the contagious pandemic, amen, called COVID. Amen, it's a, it's a contagious. While we've been worried about COVID, amen, hallelujah, our world has been sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in darkness, hallelujah, amen, we better get our mind back on sin, amen, and kind of get our mind off of COVID, amen, and realize, hey, time's running out, folks, amen, you can die with COVID, but if you got the Holy Ghost, you're going to go to heaven, amen, and you're no longer going to have COVID when you get up there, amen, but you cannot die with sin in your heart and make it through, amen, those pearly gates, hallelujah. Amen. We've been so wrapped up thinking about, amen, this pandemic that's sweeping the nation, hallelujah. Amen. We better get refocused on sin because sin is more contagious than COVID. Hallelujah. The more unholy this nation becomes. Hallelujah. And now, just because a nation becomes unholy, I want to give you some hope. Just because a nation becomes unholy doesn't mean that the church is going to be affected and become unholy along with it. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, hallelujah. Amen. I want to say this. We may have to coexist, amen, in an unholy generation. There ain't nowhere to run and hide, folks. Amen. You can, you can run. You can try to run and hide from it all. Hallelujah. Amen. But sin, sin is going to be wherever you go. Hallelujah. Wherever there's men. Amen. Men, women, boys, and girls, you're going to find sin. You can't hide from it. But just because we have to coexist, 
Amen. With an unholy generation. Hallelujah. That does not change who we are. First Peter 2 and 9. Amen. But you are a chosen generation. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a chosen generation that is set down right smack dab in the middle. Amen. Of an unholy generation. Hallelujah. Amen. A, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Doesn't matter, amen, what happened. Well, it does matter. Amen. We don't want it to happen to America. Amen. But if America does go down the tube, amen, that don't mean the church is. We are a holy nation. Amen. The word of God declares, amen, the, uh, the church of the living God, a holy nation. Amen. We are a nation that lives inside a nation. A holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this morning, amen, you need to be grateful that you're sitting in an apostolic church and you're hearing a man of God, amen, preach some truth to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a true story now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Usually when somebody starts out like that, it's a lie. But I'm telling you, this is a true story. I was standing in Walmart one day years ago. Somebody say years ago. Amen. You know how that place is. They got 20 cash registers and two of them open. Yeah, that's Walmart. I don't know why they put so many cash registers there and don't put folks in there to man them or woman them or human them. I got it right, didn't I? I got it right. I don't know why they don't put a human there. Hallelujah. I was standing at Walmart, and there was only two lines open like usual. It was a long line. I stood there for a while and got closer and closer, trying to be patient. I was standing in the line to check out, and all of a sudden, an old man standing right in front of me started beeping. Beep, 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 beep. I thought, what, what in the name of God is he doing? Beep, beep. I mean, he went on. Beep, beep. And finally, he turned around to me, and I, I just kind of gave him this weird look, you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, watch out. She's backing up. And sure enough, I looked at the head of the line. There was this large human. She had a buggy. I mean, why did I say that? I said a human. Then I said she. I lifted the cat out of the bag, didn't I? She was backing up with her buggy. And she done backed into one person and trying to like, almost like pushing the other person into the buggy behind her. Hey Amen. I don't know what she was backing up for. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. He, he started beeping like a, uh, you know, a concrete truck would if they were backing up on the job site. Beep, 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 beep. Warning. Hey Amen. The truck's backing up. Well, he was letting everybody know, hey, warning. She's backing up up here. Y'all ain't laughing. Well, that's where I'm at right now. I'm about to back up. Hallelujah. I'm backing. I'm going to back up now to Agar again. Amen. I'm going to back all the way up to the, amen, very, very chapter that we started in. Praise God. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18 and 20, it says, There are three things which are too wonderful for, uh, for me. Agar said, I, Amen. These things are above my comprehension. Hallelujah. Amen. Three things that are too wonderful for me. Yea, four things which I know not. I'm confessing to you that I can't understand these things. And then he says this. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, and the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. 
And we read that and we think, well, man, he must have really been elementary. Man, why, why can't he understand that? Praise God. Hallelujah. The word wonderful there, too wonderful, for, wonderful for, uh, to me. Amen. It means too high for me or it's too hard for me to understand. Hallelujah. He said, I don't understand an eagle in the air. I don't understand a serpent on a rock. I don't understand a ship in the sea. I don't understand a man with a maid. Hallelujah. What is he saying? We can learn something about what he is saying by what he's not saying. Listen, follow me now. What does he not say? What, we know what he's saying. We can read what he's saying. Amen. But we can learn a lot by what he's not saying. What didn't he say, Brother Morrell? He didn't say, I don't understand the way of an eagle in her nest. He said, I don't understand an eagle in the sky. He didn't say, I don't understand an eagle in a nest. You and I can go out and observe eagles. People do it every day. Amen. Wherever there's an eagle watch. <laughs> Amen. We're the parts of the country where there are eagles. My wife and I went on a cruise to Alaska years ago, and I can't remember all the little towns, but we went in one little town there. It was an old Russian town, one of the first settlements uh, from uh, you know that the Russians settled in Alaska years ago. Amen. But there's a you know nice church there, and there's a lot of pretty little streets. It was a very clean place, and there was eagles in almost every tree around, eagles flying in the sky, just eagles everywhere. Praise God, Hallelujah. So uh, you know I didn't have a lot of time to observe. Amen, but we do enjoy seeing eagles, don't we? Praise God. He didn't say, I don't understand an eagle in a nest. Praise God. Hallelujah, because we can understand an eagle in a nest. Amen. We can watch eagles as they build their nests, as they go out and get the materials and bring it back and build those big, huge nests and those huge trees. Praise God. She builds her nest with care and precision. We know that. Somebody say, we know that. Amen. She lays her eggs in that nest. Amen. That's why they build the nest, or one of the reasons they build the nest. Amen. So they can have a place to lay their eggs. Amen. Hallelujah. So she lays her eggs in her nest. We know that. So I say, we know that. We understand that. Amen. She and her mate, she and her mate take turns sitting on the eggs. It's not just the female that sits on the eggs. Amen. But people have observed eagles long enough to know, amen, that sometimes it's the female sitting on the eggs and then she will fly off and then the male will come, amen, and he will sit on the eggs for a while. So male and female, amen, takes turns sitting on the eggs, amen, and they have determined, me and now understand, that it takes about 35 days for an eagle Amen. Uh, for the egg of an eagle, amen, to hatch. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then, amen, men have watched eagles, and they, amen, after they hatch, male and female both go out and bring food back to the young, right? Hallelujah. And then they both take part in trying to teach the little eaglets, amen, how to fly. Praise God. So we can watch that and we can observe that and we can understand that, right? Amen. We can understand an eagle in her nest or its nest. Hallelujah. He didn't say that. Amen. So we can watch and observe and understand the love and the commitment and the care 
that an eagle mother and a father show their young. That I can understand. But when an eagle flies out of sight up into the skies, Agar said, I can't understand that. You know why he couldn't understand that? Praise God. Because he can't see the wind currents that hold the eagle up there. We can't see the wind currents. Amen. We can't observe the wind currents. We can't understand the wind currents. Amen. That allows the eagle to fly for miles up in the sky. Praise God. He said, that's too much for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Eagles are animals with different personalities. Just like I said the other last time I preached, I think, maybe the time before that. Praise God. Hallelujah. When I was preaching on the oxen. Amen. Some oxen have a good nature. Some oxen have a stubborn nature, right? Hallelujah. Well, eagles are the same way. They're eagles, and they all have different personalities. Some of them are not interested in building a nest and raising a family. And they have observed this. Amen. To be a fact. Amen. Some eagles don't take part in reproducing other eagles. They are loners. They're out there, amen, alone, hallelujah, amen. They have decided to live alone and be alone, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. But, amen, they just not interested in raising a family, amen. Some of them just want to float around through life and enjoy the scenery. And, uh, boy, if that, don't, if that latter description don't fit our generation, they just want to float around in life and enjoy the scenery, in the sky, <laughs> when we don't see what holds them up there, hallelujah! They just, amen. They don't, they, 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 they don't want to get hitched up with a companion, and amen. Have some little eaglets and be responsible, amen, for those little eaglets, amen. Hatch them, feed them, teach them how to fly. They just want to fly up high in the sky. Hallelujah! If that don't fit the description of this generation, I don't know what does. What are you talking about, Brother Rell? This homosexual generation has given up on having a normal family. Hallelujah. Two men can't produce a baby. Two women can't produce a baby. Hallelujah. It looks like the whole world is turning homosexual tonight. Hallelujah. They're trying to get them, amen, headed down in that direction, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, amen, they, they, they can't produce a family. Amen. Hallelujah. They can't have a normal family life. Amen. Like a husband and a wife and kids living. Amen. And taking care of one another. And amen. And like a, a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. Amen. Would take care of their, their children and train their children. And amen. To face the future alone one day. See, God made male and God made female. Hallelujah. To reproduce. Amen. The next generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, amen, just, just having the baby is not all there is to it. Hallelujah. You got to feed them. You got to train them. You got to raise them up. You got to teach them about God, right? Amen. Well, there's a whole lot of eagles out there that don't want to get involved in that. And there's a whole lot of people in this generation that don't want no part of a family life. They don't want a part of a family. Hallelujah. Can you understand that? I can't comprehend it. Amen. I am on the same level as Acre was. I cannot comprehend though. 
a man not wanting a wife. Amen. Or a woman not wanting a husband. Hallelujah. And then a man and a wife wanting a family. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I can't comprehend it, as Agar said. Amen. That eagle flying in the sky, I can't understand him. The eagle in the nest, I can't understand him. Praise God. The serpent on the rock. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice he said, I don't understand the serpent on the rock. He didn't say, I don't understand the serpent on the sand. Hallelujah. The serpent on the sand leaves a trail. You can tell where he's been. You can tell where he's going. Amen. You can follow that trail back to his den. You can know where he lives. Hallelujah. You can watch how he travels. Amen. When he leaves that den, praise God, where he travels, which direction, amen, he travels in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't say, I, I don't understand a serpent on the sand. I can go out there in the sand and find out where he lives, find out which way he travels. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And by doing that, I can avoid the serpent, right? But I can't understand the serpent on the rock. Amen. You know why a serpent on the rock don't leave no trail? Amen. A serpent on the rock. Amen. You don't know where he's been. You don't know where he's going. You don't know where he's traveling to. You don't know how to avoid him. Amen. I'm talking about a snake with no accountability. God. Amen, a snake with no accountability. Oh, don't get me off on this. A man and a woman with a family with children and a job and responsibilities, amen, to take care of, amen, they are accountable to themselves. They are accountable to God. They are accountable to the church, amen, and they are accountable to society. Amen, but we got a whole lot of people running around today, amen, that want to, don't want to be accountable to anything. Oh, yeah, our generation, they don't want no accountability. They don't want to have to answer for what they do and where they go and how they act, and, amen, and how they spend their money, right? A snake with no accountability. Hallelujah. But those that don't want a family and a job, here's, the, here's what I don't understand. Amen. We got people in the world today that don't want a family. They don't want a job. They don't want any responsibilities at all. But they want to be supported by the ones who are accountable. No, you didn't know I was going to head in this direction. I can't help it. There's some mind-boggling folks. In society today, hallelujah. You know what I don't understand? I'm not a fan of the stimulus checks that the government is sending out. I'm not a fan of that. I wish they, they would just keep their money. Hallelujah, because it just makes us more and more and more dependent on the government, right? Hallelujah, just keep your stupid stimulus checks in it. Amen, too. No, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the stimulus checks, but if anybody should get one cent of stimulus money, it should be the tax-paying people who invested their money into the system. Amen. Hallelujah. It should be, amen, the tax-paying people, amen, that put their money into the government. Hallelujah. But today, amen, we got nut 
nutcases, amen, that want to give stimulus money, amen, to hardened criminals in prison. Murderers and rapists and child of molesters, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we're going to send them their stimulus money first. You're stupid. Amen, we're going we're gonna, to, amen, now we want to include all of the, amen, the illegal aliens coming in here. Amen, and we want to send them stimulus money. How stupid can we get? I mean, I shouldn't say that. Well, Eager said it. He's not. I'm stupid. <laughs> when it comes to certain things in life, I, 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 can't, I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain it. I can't understand it. I, I, I don't see. I don't see how this stuff happens. Hallelujah. I may be stupid to the ways of the world, but thanks be unto God, I'm not stupid. Amen. When it come, comes to the Word of God, amen, the things of God, hallelujah, amen. And I got to invest myself. I got to invest myself more into living for God instead of less. Hallelujah. He didn't say the way of the ship in the harbor. Notice that. He said, I don't understand the ship out there on the sea. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what. I've heard different stories about how far the natural eye can see. I've heard three miles up to ten miles. Somebody said one day on the beach, man, that's 20 miles up there to the horizon. I don't know how far the naked eye can see the horizon of the ocean. Praise God. But most ships sail outside of the eyesight of shore. Hallelujah. So most of what those ships go through are out of sight, right? So how are we going to understand something when we can't see it? Hallelujah. Amen. Agar said, I don't understand the, 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 the ship in the, in the ocean or in the sea. He didn't say, I don't understand the ship in the harbor. A harbor is a safe place. Bear with me and I'm going to close. A ship, a harbor is a safe place. A refuge. Protection, a protected inlet, amen, where ships can anchor down and rest, amen, from the waves of the sea. Hallelujah. Amen. Agar said, or I'm putting words in his mouth now, hallelujah. Amen. He could have said, I understand the, I understand the ship in the harbor. I can go down there and look at it. I can observe it. Amen. I can see the man lower the anchor. I can see, hallelujah, the people, amen, protecting themselves, hallelujah, from the storms that blow out there. Amen. They anchor down. They come in. They come into a protective inlet, hallelujah. Amen. They come into a harbor. I can understand that. I just cannot understand and I can't see. Amen. I can't understand what, amen, how people want to live their lives, amen, out on the sea or as today as if they are out on the sea. Amen. If you are in a ship on the sea, I've been out there. Hallelujah. Amen. And I can tell you when the waves blow, when the, when the winds blow and the waves, amen, get high, there is no sense of balance on a ship fighting the waves of the sea. No sense of balance whatsoever. Hallelujah. Always rocking. Always reeling. Amen. With the restlessness, amen, of the changing waves of the sea. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how it is out there in the sea. 
I've been out deep sea fishing about 30 times. I've been out on a number of cruises. Hallelujah. Amen. And I can count on probably one hand how many times I've been out on the ocean to when it was just perfectly calm. You couldn't feel any waves. Amen. All the other times I was out there, we were fighting waves trying to deep sea fish. Or we were fighting waves on that cruise ship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Busting through. Amen. 10, 15, 20-foot waves. Praise God. Hallelujah. Rocking and reeling. We've been sitting on a cruise ship when the table started sliding across the kitchen area. Amen. Or the dining room when we were sitting in there and the table started slipping and sliding. Amen. You get out in the hallway and people are banging up against this side of the hallway. And then they're banging up against this side of the hallway and banging up against that side of the hallway. Hallelujah. Anger, amen, didn't know anything about a cruise ship. Amen. But he's saying, I don't know why anybody want to live their life that way. Like a ship on the sea, rocking and reeling. Amen. No balance whatsoever. Amen. And then last but not least, he didn't say, I can't understand the way of a man with his wife. He didn't say that. He said, I can't understand the, the way of a man with a maid. So in my opinion, he is saying that I can understand how a man will work and provide and invest himself into a relationship with a wife that he loves and cherishes and adores. That ain't hard to understand. I see folks all around me. Amen. Husbands, wives, working together, providing. Amen. For the family, the kids, the future. Hallelujah. I can understand a man working and providing and investing himself in a relationship with a wife that loves that he loves and cherishes. I understand that love is an investment for a lifetime. I can understand that. Hallelujah. But there is something that I cannot understand. I can't understand an adulterous man. I can't understand an unfaithful man. I can't understand a man who will take a chance at losing all that he has for a night with a maid. I, I can't understand a man with a maid. The word maid means a damsel. It means a woman servant. It means a girl. It could mean a virgin. Praise God. That don't mean the virgin. Well, if it, you know. If he's a married man, hallelujah. He said, I don't understand that. How a man would risk losing it all for a night with a maid. And I can say that I'm right there with Agar. There's a mystery that I may not ever understand. Hallelujah. And when I get to heaven, it ain't really going to matter who wrote the prophecies of Proverbs chapter 30. If it was Solomon, then so be it. Hallelujah. Solomon should have learned by all the prophecy that he wrote. But I'm not giving credit to Solomon because I don't know that Solomon wrote it. I don't know how Solomon could be eager and then Solomon turn around and be his own father. Huh? <laughs> Mystery, right? I'm right there with him. Changing from... A committed relationship to an uncommitted relationship don't make any sense at all. Amen. Changing from an accountable relationship to an unaccountable relationship don't make any sense at all to me. 
Amen. A settled relationship to an unsettled relationship. A faithful relationship to an unfaithful relationship. That's what I don't understand. Amen. Trading heaven for hell. Amen. Trading Jesus for the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Trading the church for a barroom. Amen. And a one-night stand. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so much in this world that I don't understand. Amen. I'm a simpleton. Amen. I just don't understand it. Amen. And it's a mystery that I really don't care that I do ever understand. I just want to understand more of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't understand trading the family of God. Amen. Who are doing their best to stand for and uphold the truth of God's word. I don't understand trading that in for the lies and the deceptions of an adulterous generation. Proverbs 30 and verse 20 says this. Such is the way the man with the maid Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I've done nothing wicked. So the prostitute, the adulterous woman, amen, or the woman that's got a husband at home and she's out there playing the field, she can go out there and find her somebody and seduce somebody, amen, away from a committed relationship and ruin that man's life. And then she can just walk away from that and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 4, Jesus said, Amen, the only sign, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, there shall be no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah, and he left them and departed. You know what the sign of Jonah was? Repent! Amen, Jonah, Jonah had one message to preach, and that was to go to Nineveh, amen, and preach for them to repent. So the only sign, the only sign, the only message, amen, hallelujah, that's going to make a difference, amen, in this adulterous generation, amen, that we live in today is a message of repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around before it gets too late. I said, turn around before it gets too late. Make a 180-degree turn and walk in the opposite direction, amen, than, than you are right now today. Hallelujah. If you're chasing after the world, chasing after ungodliness, amen, chasing after the things that, amen, are so tempting out there, you better make an about face. You need to turn to God before it's too late to turn to God. Hallelujah. You need to get back to God. You need to get back to the church. Amen. You need to, amen, to get back to being accountable and responsible again. Praise God. You need to raise your children in the fear and the admonition of God, getting back. Hallelujah. Amen. Get your children back. Hallelujah. Amen. The sad things about moms and dads walking away from church, their, ch- their children walk right after them. Amen. They follow them back. Hallelujah. Amen. Out, out there into the world. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and if the father and mother only commits a little bit of sin, amen, then their children are going to commit that much more sin. Hallelujah. Until there is a generation that knows not God. Praise God. I, I don't want to be a part of any generation that don't know God. Hallelujah. The first step that you got to make take today is you got to turn around and repent. 
you got to make an 80-degree turn back to God. The second step, you got to get baptized in the water in Jesus' name. Get all those filthy sins washed away. Amen. And once you take those first two steps, and God will gloriously, amen, fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. What are you saying, preacher? Amen. Amen. We don't have to be a part of an untoward generation. We may be in an untoward generation. Hallelujah. We're right there. Eager. Described our generation. We are definitely living in an untoward generation. But that don't mean that I have to follow their pernicious ways. And that don't mean that you have to follow their pernicious ways. I can live for God. And I know the choice is mine. Hallelujah. And you know the choice is yours. Hallelujah. But I'm standing here today. Hallelujah. And I, amen. I boldly declare that I made a choice to live for God 41 years ago. Amen. And I hadn't changed my mind about living for God for the past 41 years. Hallelujah. Amen. You can get in church today. You can get back to God. You can get your family back. Amen. In the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you can find what you need in the house of God. The mystery that we may never understand is really who Agur is, who the other three individuals in that first, a fantasy name. The Bible ain't about fantasy. The Bible's about reality. Amen. It wasn't a parable. Hallelujah. It wasn't a parable. There wasn't a ghost rider there. Or in my opinion, there's not a ghost rider. Man, you may go dig into what the experts say, and you may decide that it was Solomon. It was a ghostwriter. Solomon wrote it, gave credit to somebody else. Amen. But we don't have to see eye to eye on that, right? You can believe what you want to believe. I'm going to believe what I'm going to read. I'm going to say Agar wrote it. <laughs> Amen. He may, be, he, may, he may have been uh, simple. Amen. He may have not have been intelligent. You know what? I feel like I'm describing myself. Hallelujah, he may be a little ignorant. He says, some things I don't understand here. I'm right there with him. But thanks be unto God, I don't have to, amen, I don't have to not understand God. I understand that Christ went to Calvary and died on that old rugged cross and shed his blood there for my salvation and your salvation. Hallelujah. If you want to, amen, if you want to experience salvation today, whether you're here in the house, amen, or watching online, I'm telling you, amen, you need to repent. Amen. You need to confess your sins to God. You need to ask forgiveness for God. Hallelujah. And get back on the right track. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My preaching style is basically the same every time I come to the pulpit. I don't do a lot of teaching on the book of Revelation. I don't do a lot of teaching on opening the seven seals and hallelujah and all that stuff. and The white horse and the black horse and all the other horses in the book of Revelation. I do a lot of teaching on that stuff. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I've heard so many men teach on it and preach on it. <laughs> and none of them agree. Hardly none of them agree on all of that stuff. So praise God, I just I just stick with what is what I know. I may not I may never be a prophetic preacher. 
Hallelujah. You'll just have to live with that. Praise God. Amen. You may be looking at a preacher that may never be a prophetic preacher. Amen. You may be looking at a preacher that may never be an end time. Amen. As far as trying to predict how everything unfolds. I may never go down that path of trying to unfold all of the events of the end time. Like so many other men have done. And, amen. And now time and chance has proven a lot of them to be wrong. Amen. On a lot of their opinions concerning the end time. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, if I just come in here and preach to you a basic message, letting you know you can either run with the world or you can get in church and run with us. Hallelujah. And challenge you, amen, to walk away from the world, turn your back on the world, and get in here and run the aisles with us. Amen. Come to prayer meeting with us. Amen. Shout the victory with us. Amen. Love God with us. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm challenging you. Amen. To come in here and be a part of a family unit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are a family. Hallelujah. Amen. We are a part of the body of Christ. We're not just a bunch of loners out there. Hallelujah. Amen. We're in here trying to get it right. Believing that if we don't have it right, amen. Hallelujah, if we're seriously, serious about living for God, amen, sincere about living for God, God's going to help us to get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Hallelujah. They're going to sing a song. Go ahead and sing. I said I was going to close. I, I'm just feeling the Holy Ghost right now. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. I, I'm just feeling the, the, the power of God right now. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're feeling it on you, but I'm feeling it on me right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to be the eagle that flies in the sky and never knows what the nest is all about. Come on now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look around. Look, open your eyes. Look around the house of God. This is your family. This is your spiritual family. This is the nest. Hallelujah. This is the nest. Hallelujah. Amen. That God has birthed us into as little eaglets. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, we're going to fly someday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody, somebody is watching online. Come on. Hallelujah. Take the challenge. Why don't you bow your knee wherever you're at. Amen. And cry out to God. Hallelujah. If you're in the house and you know that you have drifted away, why don't you bow your knee to God and cry out to God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I don't want to be a part of that unborn generation. I don't want to be a part of that filthy generation.
paid there that bought me. Amen. Redeemed me. Hallelujah. 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 I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. I've been delivered by the blood of the Lamb. I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to move forward now. I'm going to keep on moving forward in God. Hallelujah. I'm moving
not to the left. Don't look to the right. Keep your eyes fastened on Jesus. He's straight ahead. This is a straight and narrow path. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. God bless you. You are dismissed this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.